It's the rendezvous with Simon Marcel. Bonjour et bonsoir Simon Marcel. Welcome to the rendezvous. The accent is French. Question for you to start the show. Would you leave everything behind for true love? Your job, your family, friends? So I posted this question on my social media at Rendezvous Radio. Here are the results. 63% said, no, I'm not leaving everything for true love. And a big 37% said, absolutely, I would. I like that. I like that. True love, that's what we're all looking for in life anyway. I'm all about taking all the risk and daring for true love. Anyway, that's just me. Thank you so much for voting massively. You call the next on the rendezvous, 855-905-8255. You want to share a love story with me? On the rendezvous, 855-905-8255. Bonjour, Molly. Bonjour, Simon. How are you? I am good. Welcome to the rendezvous. So you want to share a personal love story with me tonight? I do, yeah. So I just got engaged to the love of my life. Ah, uh, congratulations. <laughs> Thank you so much. And I felt like the way my fiancé did it was super cute, and I kind of wanted to share it with you. <laughs> oh, absolutely. Go ahead, please. Okay, so he uh, he actually surprised me, and he got some tickets to Hamilton to mm-hmm. see a production um, in Chicago. Mm-hmm. So he was, oh, we're going to make it a little weekend trip. Like, we're going to go see a play, because he knows I love that musical. Um, and then, you know, we're just going to spend some time in Chicago. And he took me to the top of the Sears Tower, which is now the Willis Tower, Um and he was like, oh, oh, why don't you look through those binoculars? I, I think I see something weird on the ground. And I was like, that's really weird. But I looked in them. And then when I told him, I looked back and said, I don't see anything. He was down on one knee at the top of the tower. And he proposed. Oh, congratulations. How that made you feel? Uh, amazing. But I also was like so mad that I didn't see it coming. <laughs> right? Because he... He said that he put the ring itself in a little Ziploc baggie in his pocket because he knew I would see the ring box. Um, oh. So I had no idea. I, I felt like, oh, if he's going to propose, I'm gonna, somehow going to see this ring. But he didn't have the box on him, so he tricked me, and I was like, oh, I should have known. But I felt amazing. <laughs> Crafty. Crafty. Congratulations, yeah. Molly. I'm happy for both of you guys. And, and thank you so much for sharing that story. That's wonderful. Thank you so much, Simon. We love you. Well, thank, I love you too. Thank you so much and bonsoir. Bonsoir, Simon. Changing gears over here. I just got a DM on my Twitter account at Ronnie Radio because somebody, I think, did not really appreciate the nickname her partner used for her. And that is coming up next. Stay with me. Say you have a question for me, but you can't dial in. Remember, you can always send me a DM on my Twitter at Ronnie Radio. Trish, what's going on with Michaela and her boyfriend? Michaela says, bonjour, Simon. Bonjour, Michaela. I was out with this guy I've been dating for the past few months, and we ran into a friend of his. The friend asked who I was, and he told him that I was his homie, and I don't know what that means. I was under the impression that we were more than homies, especially because we go on actual dates and spend a lot of time together. But now I'm not so sure. What do you think? Good question. Michaela, I'm going to tell you what it means if your boyfriend calls you his homie in front of his friends. That is coming up next. I got to ask you, you know, 
if you're a lady listener, how would you feel if your partner, boyfriend, husband, or whatever, called you in front of his friend to introduce you that you are his homie? Right? That's exactly what happened to Michaela, who's gone out with this guy uh, for a few months, ran into friends of his, and he says, hey, meet my homie. So, Michaela, I would like you to clarify with him pretty quickly what happened, because it feels like, you know, you're more like friend with benefits, if I may say that, when you're a homie, than a girlfriend. Now, it's up to you to decide if that's okay with you or not. But being called a homie by a guy when you're a girl, or a dude, or hey, hey, dude, it's my dude, you know, not good. So my advice is clarify what happens, and don't stay with a man who publicly refers to you as his homie. Unless you're okay with that, but I doubt it. Thanks for your Twitter DM, Michaela. I hope it helps you. You call that next on the rendezvous, 855-905-8255. If you have a question for me about your relationship or maybe a doubt, call me, 855-905-8255. Bonjour, Ariel. Bonjour, Simon. Bonjour, Ariel. How can I help you tonight? Well, I've met this guy. I've been seeing him for a few months. It's going really well. But um, when we met, it was at this hip-hop dance class, like an exercise class. Mm-hmm. And I was just going to support a friend. But I told him at the time I was really, really physical and really into, you know, athletic stuff. And and we've gone on like one or two hikes and maybe like a bike class. But now he wants to do this marathon and I hate, hate, hate working out (laughs) and I really don't want to do this marathon that he wants to do, but I really, really like him. So I don't, I'm kind of scared to tell him the truth. Mm -hmm. What is your fear? Rejection? You think he's going to think you lied to him? You think it's me? What do you think is the exact words that would define your fear? I mean, I did lie to him, but I'm afraid he's going to worry that I haven't been a genuine person. But everything else, I've been completely myself with him. I see. Um, okay, so let's reverse it to find the right, you know, ways. Let's say he, let's say you were the sports person. Let's say he did what you did. How would you like him to tell you the truth? I mean, of course, I would just want him to be completely honest with me because you know it's not that big of a deal breaker for me but i am worried that it's gonna change his opinion on me so let me ask you this besides the sport so the romance the ulala all this is great fantastic here's the answer listen guys think differently than women okay so (laughs) that's an understatement yeah, for sure. So you go to him, and remember, men are grumpy until they're well-fed. you got to feed the beast. So I always yeah. say you have to talk to your man when he's not hungry and grumpy, but then, you know, after a good meal, then you say to him, listen, I've, I've been exaggerating, you say that. I've been exaggerating my physical skills and, and enthusiasm because I like you so much. But, you know, for the marathon, I'm going to cheer you up. I'm going to, you know, and then you, you just put like this, you know, and for marathon, I'm more into the romantic marathon kind of, you'll, you'll understand what you mean, than yes, the, yes. right? And, and, and he will laugh and that will be fine. That's what I would say was a good sense of humor. And trust me, I'm a guy, I know what matters. And it's not the, the physical activity outside of the house. Get my drift. Absolutely. Thank you so much. Perfect. All right, Ariel. Have a good night. Thanks for your call. You too. Thank you.
Do you ever wonder or know why uh, we may lie to a, a new partner? Let's talk about that next. Have you ever started a relationship with a little white lie? Or, you know, like my last caller, Ariel, she did lie about the fact that she was too athletic and even wanted to run a marathon, which she had no intention to. And she did it because the guy she was started to date and she really likes him and everything else is great. Well, he's very athletic. But ask yourself, have I ever lied about something about myself to impress my partner? Right? And why do we do it? We do it because, A, we want to make our partner like us. And two, we do it by fear of rejection, right? That if we're not pretending we are into something, lifestyle, usually it's about lifestyle, sometimes it's age, sometimes it's culture, movie, music, right? Have you ever had one lie like this? I've had many. Shame on me. So I'm going to share with you a few of the white lies I did starting relationships. Shame on me, but you got to listen to them so you don't do like me. Next. What kind of lies have you ever made up just to uh, please or impress your new partner in a new relationship? So I have a long list. Okay, so bear with me and shame on me. We can say that. First, at 16, I pretended I was 18 to date an English girl in Paris who was 19. And here comes the first lie. And then I remember later on in life, I pretended I liked horse riding and went horse riding because the girl I was dating loved horse riding. Not the lie. Another thing, I pretended I loved, I think it was some kind of French, you know, Italian music of some kind because this girl liked it. So there's a long list. And then I've learned little by little not to do this anymore, obviously, you know. So don't do like me when I was younger. Do better than me. Just be yourself because ultimately you're going to have to face the truth. Uh, so that's my advice. You call us next, 855-905-8255. Any question about your relationship, call the rendezvous, 855-905-8255. Bonjour, Cecilia. Bonjour, Simon. Bonjour. What's going on? How can I help you tonight? Yeah, I have a relationship question for you. Um, sure. I'm actually in a long-term relationship, mm -hmm. and my grandparents always said, they, they were married for over 50 years, and my grandfather would say that the secret to their happy marriage was that they would never go to bed with each other angry. Mm -hmm. um, I find that really difficult to apply in my own life. Um, <laughs> I work long hours, and a lot of times something will happen at night, uh, my partner and I, and it's difficult for me after a long day to handle that conflict with him. But I'm just wondering, I guess, like when you go to bed angry, is that a okay thing to do, or will it have a negative effect on our relationship? Okay. So um, it depends, like, um, how often do you have fights with, at night? Well, it's funny because we don't fight that often, but uh, when we do fight, it's usually at night because that's when we get to see each other. He works long hours, too. So okay. it just naturally happens at that point. Sure. So he here's, here's my advice on this thing. Not to worry. Uh, because it worked for your grandparents, it doesn't work for you, it doesn't work for me. I don't believe when things are too heated to add and, and try to find a resolution right there. Sometimes you need a day or two to cool off, to relax. So the argument can be solved by two partners that are peaceful and calm. Because after a long day of work, and we all have them, and then you know we have an argument, sometimes we just can't find a compromise. Sometimes we can't find peace. And you know what? You're a little upset 
at night, it's okay. What in my mind matters is that you have to remember that nothing has to be solved urgently before you fall asleep. It's like faking something. If you don't feel like resolving the issue, do it in a day, two days, two weeks, when you guys are calm and ready to listen to each other. Okay? Thank you. I love hearing you say this because, yes, oftentimes I have much more of a clear head afterwards. So I'm going to... I'm really going to keep that in mind, what you just said. It, it works for me. I'll be honest. I, I've learned with my therapist actually a long time ago mm-hmm. that do not add heat to the heat. And if you don't right. feel too calm, just go to sleep, relax, put some music on, Netflix, whatever. And then a couple of days later, whenever, then you can talk calmly and constructively. Love it. Thank you so much. <sighs> You're welcome, Cecilia. Good luck to you and have a good night. You too. I'm just curious, how much do you believe those cliches and those rules from the old days that says, you know, you should not go to bed, you know, angry when you're in a relationship? I want to talk about that next with you. So I'm just wondering, how much do you believe in these rules, those cliche rules that we see everywhere? For instance, like my last caller said, you know, don't go to bed angry with your partner. Resolve it before you go to sleep. Another one of those rules is don't sleep in separate beds. You've heard that before, right? Or another one, never vacation without your partner. All those rules may apply to some, but not to all of us. For instance, I don't believe in the rule that it's wrong to go to bed angry. I think sometimes it's better to go to bed angry, cool off for a couple of days, resolve the issue. I think it's okay to have some vacation without our partners. And you know what? Those vacations without our mate makes when we see our partners again, much more exciting. We don't have to spend all the time, in my book, with our partners. So that's the destruction of all the cliche in my mind. But I'm going to share a story with you where I had a big argument with a girlfriend about one of those rules and what happened. That story is next on The Rendezvous. So I was in a relationship about, say, 10 years ago. And uh, my girlfriend and I, we had a great time together, I remember, But she was very into, like, we have to spend every minute together. And my mom, uh, Elizabeth, comes from Paris once a year to spend literally two and a half days with me because she works really hard and all that. And my girlfriend got really mad at me that I didn't include her in all my, my mom's visit to me. Because, as my mom said, I'm going to see you, my son, for 48 hours from Paris. So let's have one dinner with your girlfriend, but... I need to talk to you about things, about the family. So that's what happened. And she got really mad at me, and we had this disagreement. I said, listen, if your father or your mother wants to see you alone, I don't think it's against me. It's totally okay. I don't need to be on every single meal. We had a fight, more fights. We broke up. We're good friends now. But that's two philosophy of life, just different. You have to respect it. You calls are next, 855-905-8255. Any question, I'm here. Lisa, bonjour. Bonjour, Simon. Bonjour, Lisa. Welcome to the rendezvous. What is up? Um, So I've been married for a little over three years now, and I'm really worried that our compatibility and our chemistry has been dwindling. Um, And I just, I don't know how to, like, reconnect right now. Okay. When you say compatibility... Explain exactly what you mean by that. 
just like how we used to be on the same page with a lot of things and we would have the same type of humor and the same type of like, I don't know, fun and solutions. I feel like we both are almost leading separate lives now. G give me an example of what you did before together that was fun, you don't do it anymore, and what you're doing now. Uh, I mean, just <laughs> everything. Unless we have something scheduled, our lives are pretty uh, separate. So you go out with your girlfriends, he goes out with his friends. Yeah, even like having coffee in the morning. I'll be in one room, he's in the other. I see. How is the romance and the ulala department? It's very sparse recently. Okay. Mm -hmm. And how long have you guys been living together? Uh, we've been living together for almost six years. Six years. But only in the last three years you feel the disconnection. Yeah. Okay. That can happen. Have you had a conversation together about it? Yes. So many times. But I, neither of us like, have figured out a solution. Do you think you still attracted to him or you, he's more a friend now than anything else? I mean, yeah, we definitely feel like friends are roommates right now. Okay. So my advice would be to have a serious conversation, which is make it or break it. Because life is too short to continue like this. It's bad for you. It's bad for him. It's bad for everybody. So yeah. how about you have a conversation with him uh, and say, here's where we are. You can even say you called me on the show and said, listen, we need to put down on a piece of paper each what's working for us together and all the things that's also not working together. Okay, uh, that's a great idea. I have a, actually a very long list of things. Oh. Um, <laughs> uh, do you think, like, should I just start with one item or do I just, like, bring it all to the table? So, <laughs> that's a good question. I think that you bring all at the table, but you go one item at a time. One from you, one from him, one from you, one from him. And then you discuss each item together. Solutions, no solutions, compromise, compromise, or, you know, it's not possible. But don't be afraid of that. It's like slowly but surely, it might take a couple of days or a couple of weeks to go through the whole list. But it will give you a great sense of if you guys want to put it back like something successful or it's time to call it quit, which is okay too, Okay. Okay. All right. Well, thank you so much and good luck to you, Lisa. Thank you so much. The Rendezvous with me, Simon Marcel, continues next. Thank you very, very much for listening to me tonight. Thank you for always tuning to The Rendezvous. It means a lot to me and I really want to say, and I'll say it again and again, thank you. Merci beaucoup for, for tuning in. I also want to pass this quick little story to finish the show. So I got friends of mine that are in their early 20s, together, madly in love. And uh, they had a discussion about what they all need as boys and girls, really, because they're 21 and 21. And I remember saying to him, you know, your girlfriend, she needs more romance than erotism. But I said to her, your boyfriend needs erotism more than romance. And we have to understand, and that helped them a lot, so they were happy with that advice. So, especially in your younger days, just remember that men and women need different things at different time uh, for their well-being in a relationship. And that is my last advice of the night. Uh, on that note, thanks again for listening, and have a good night. Bonsoir. The Rendezvous with Simon Marcel.